So if you're a business owner, this is going to massively help you to attract the type of clients you want. If you're not a business owner, this is probably gonna help you to attract the people that you want into your life. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Let's talk about attracting the right people into your life and also into your business. If you're a business owner, you know that there are good customers and there are not the best customers. So let's talk about how to attract more of the good customers and how to repulse the not so good customers. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business optimization, mindset optimization, and lifestyle optimization for driven mofos. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. So when I was studying physics and some chemistry, there's the law of attraction, but there's also the law of repulsion. Now, you've probably read a book or heard of the book called The Secret, and they talk about this thing of if you just think it, you want to attract good things into your life, then you've just got to think about it and you attract them. That's partially maybe true, but there is also some things that you also need to be aware of. And I'm going to talk about how this relates to business and also life and attracting the right people. Now, my good friend, Dr. John D. Martini was in The Secret. So he was one of the people who was in The Secret. Now, unfortunately, when you speak to him, he tells you about all the information that they left out of The Secret. So when they were creating that documentary or that video in the book, they interviewed a whole bunch of these supposed experts. Dr. John D. Martini was one of them because he's a human behavior expert. And he spoke quite a lot about physics and chemistry and biology and how there's these attraction or repulsion forces and so on. But because of the nature of the book and because of the demographic of the people that they wanted to get out to, they didn't talk about any of the negative stuff. They just removed that all, cut and edited it in a way where it became very fluffy and woo-woo-y. Now, it's great. Like that book helped me to get on track because I used to be a very negative person and used to talk a lot of shit. You know, I was never going to get anywhere in life. My life was a mess. And I remember a friend had burnt it onto a CD or a DVD. And I remember watching it. I watched it almost every day. I would watch this documentary or this disc of The Secret. And what it did, it made me realize that my mind was way more powerful than what I even knew it was. And so it really helped me to start this journey of personal development, personal growth. And my life definitely started to improve. But I also noticed that there were parts where I kept trying to achieve things and I couldn't. That's because there is also the law of repulsion from the law of attraction. So when we attract something, we have to repulse something else. It's one of Newton's laws. If you study physics, chemistry, engineering, all that sort of stuff, you'll know about these forces. So what this made me realize is that in my business, when I'm trying to attract the right customers, you also have to put effort and energy into your marketing to repulse the wrong people. If you're just trying to attract everybody, and this is the mistake that most business owners make, is they think if I can just please and make everybody happy, then no one's going to talk bad about my business. And that is a good thing. That's not true. You will end up with a mixed bag of customers. You will have customers who are great. You will have customers who are okay. You will have customers that are absolutely horrific to deal with and are just an absolute waste of resource and energy. And they're the ones who buy the cheaper products and all that sort of stuff. They're trying to cost cut. They're always trying to get better deals on price. All of that. What I realized with the model of the law of attraction, the law of repulsion, is that you need to know who you want to attract based on the psychographics of your customers, but you also need to know who to repulse based on the psychographics of your customers. And let me explain through an example of how this hindered my business and business growth. Originally, when I started my Facebook page many, many moons ago, 
I was the well soft-spoken guy who didn't want to upset anybody. And so I would talk about a lot of fluff. I would talk about being positive all the time. I would talk about being happy all the time. I would talk about, you know, how we can make you successful and all this sort of stuff. And at the same time, I had no real personality. I was just trying to be nice to everybody. And what would happen would be at our events, I would get people who would rock up and some of them would be business owners. Some of them were highly successful business owners. Some of them were small business owners. Some of them were medium business owners. We would get some managers, high level, mid level, low level managers. We would get mums, dads. We would get a whole bunch of the spirituality community who came in. We would get a whole bunch of people who were just personal development junkies. We would get a couple of drug addicts who were looking to improve their mindset. And so we had a mixed bag. The problem with that is that we couldn't really sell anything because the sales pitch, and this is what I found, was that when we would do the sales pitch, I wouldn't solve a problem really for many people in the room. Sometimes the personal development junkies would head down the back of the room and sign up. Sometimes the spirituality people would. But the people that we really wanted wouldn't sign up because we didn't have anything that would attract them to want to sign up. Also, what we found was that we had a community of spirituality people who never had any money, and they were happy to sign up for a $20,000 program without having any money. And they'd go, oh, just, I'll manifest it. It'll be okay. It'll come in. Then their payments would bounce. They would go on the lowest value payment plan that they possibly could. We were stupid at the time and absolutely ignorant, and we would sign up people on these like $50 payment plans. So it was like $50 a week for 400 years for them to pay off a bloody 10 grand or 20 grand product suite that they would buy because they were happy to sign up. They just didn't have any money to pay for it. And we would allow them to do that. And so the customers that we wanted wouldn't come and do our events, but the customers that we didn't really want, they weren't bad people. It's just the customers that we didn't really want, which were the ones with a lot of time, not a lot of money, were all fluffy duffy, didn't like me swearing, all of that, they would be the ones who would sign up. So we would end up doing 100, 200, $300,000 in sales but they were all on long-term payment plans and these stupid payment options. And so we would celebrate and go, woo, we've done $200,000 in sales in a night. Yet, it would take us like 10 years to collect that cash and the majority of the payments would bounce, so admin would go up. So we're paying out all these admin costs. After a while, the customers would just stop paying. We would have to chase them up. We couldn't get in touch with them. And so it just created this absolute nightmare. You know, our cash flow didn't show the sales, like we weren't collecting as much so our cash flow would suffer based on the sales that we thought we'd got because of the people that we're attracting. Also, I would get all these people who'd come to our events, they would walk in, I swear a little bit, so I'd say, you know, a couple of F-bombs, a couple of S-bombs, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And all of a sudden, I'd watch people stand up and walk out and I'm going, what's wrong? Like, what am I doing wrong? And afterwards, we'd get all this criticism. Michael swears too much, I don't like his swearing. And I'm going swearing, I've sworn since I was like five. It's part of my natural dialogue. It's like trying to take the tone out of someone's voice when they move from another country. My dad is a tradie. My brother-in-law is a tradie. I grew up around tradies. They swore all the time. Like literally they would swear every second word. And so my dad thinks that I don't swear enough. But these people would leave and they'd walk out and that, you know, Michael swears too much. So then I'd get all this criticism online and I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong? Whereas when I got out there and I was just being myself and I just did what I wanted to do, I knew who I wanted to attract, which was driven people who are self-aware enough that they know that they need to change, that they want to change, they're growth-driven and growth mindset, probably mainly business owners, because I know that there are a lot of business owners out there that know that they're their number one bottleneck in the business. 
they're stressed out, they're burnt out, they're tired. They have a lot of business problems, as in, you know, they know that there is a lot of operational inefficiencies. They need to improve their sales. They need to improve their marketing. All of the things that I love to research, read about, teach, and also implement in my own business that I've done, and also having worked with a lot of other businesses on this stuff, I love teaching that stuff to those types of people. Now, they normally have enough money to pay. If they need to, they can go on a bit of a payment plan, but the payment options are a lot better and so on. But at the same time, once we did that, we pissed off a whole bunch of our community because they went, you know what, you've changed, Michael. We don't like the fact that you're swearing on Facebook. We also don't like that you're more blunt and you're more abrupt and that you just say how things are and you don't consider other people's feelings, which what they're really saying is you don't consider our feelings as you know that type of community or whatever. And so what it did was straight away, once I started being myself on social media, I started repulsing a whole bunch of people, which probably needed to go somewhere else. And we started attracting the right people. So now, like when you come to our business growth odyssey, if you're a business owner, that there is like a 12 month mastermind. But I know that the majority of people who come to that, they love coffee. And I love coffee. So I love going out and getting coffees with them. And we go have a chat on the way to walk and getting coffees at lunch and all that sort of stuff. They love food. So we go out a lot of our events afterwards. We always have like, we'll go to a nice restaurant and we will grab dinner together and everything like that. And so we've got a really great community vibe of all these driven people that love food, that they don't mind a glass of wine or, you know, some nice alcohol and they love coffee and things like that. So that's part of our community. So I created the community I want by repulsing the people that I didn't want, but it also opened up the ability to attract the right people. Also, it didn't create a mismatch in our community. So what we also found is that when I tried to be something that I wasn't, we created a mismatch in our community where we would have a high-level CEO who's wanting to grow and wanting to learn sitting next to someone who, I don't know, hasn't been to earth for a long, long time because they're in that spirituality community and they're fucking out of their head and nothing wrong with them. Like I've got a lot of friends who are still in that community and I still associate with some of them, but a lot of them were like, I don't know, just airy fairy head in the clouds, like hadn't been to earth for a long, long time. They lacked self-awareness. They thought everyone's controlling them and they're into conspiracy theories. Imagine those two people having a conversation together. Like the CEO sitting there thinking, fuck this community. I don't want to be part of this. Like there's a whole bunch of crazy people in here. Then you've got the spirituality person who's there like, this is some corporate jerk who's ruining the world. You create a mismatch in your community and that destroys your community. It's very, very hard to grow and to grow something effectively and efficiently if you don't know your market wedge, which is why in our business odyssey, our business growth odyssey, I spend a lot of time almost every quarter talking about the market wedge and why it's so important to get clear with your business, but also to get really, really clear with the psychographics of the people that you want to attract and also the psychographics of the people that you want to repulse. So I know the people that I want to attract. I know the languaging they use. I know the tonality they use. I know what to talk about and what not to talk about. And then I also know who are the community of people that I want to repulse. And so I will use different messaging on our social media platform to attract the right people and also repulse the other people out of our community to make sure that our community stays really, really tight and that we have a bunch of people that I really enjoy hanging out with who want our products, our programs, and our services and see value in those things. You know, there are plenty of people out there who will criticize this way of thinking around marketing. But when you have a look at Apple, Apple aren't trying to be everything to everybody. They know exactly what they do. And you will go out and pay more money for an Apple than you will most other products on the market that do a similar thing because Apple are Apple and they know what they do and they know what they're attracting and they know what they're repulsing. There are plenty of people out there who criticize Apple and they say, you know, why would you buy that? The technology isn't as good. You can't game on it as well. All this sort of stuff. But the people who really love 
from my understanding anyway, the people who love simplicity and love the look and all that stuff love Apple products because they know exactly what they're trying to attract. They also know that they almost always repulse the really high level tech people that want to build their own computer system and build their own networks, networking and all that sort of stuff with their computers or with their mobile phones and all that stuff. But that's exactly what Apple wanted to do, which is why they are one of the most successful companies on the planet, because they just wedge themselves right in a spot and it's very, very hard to take that off of them. Great car manufacturers do it as well. Ferrari do an absolute brilliant job. In fact, Ferrari make more money selling merchandise than they do cars, from what I understand. So the Ferrari brand is amazing, but it's not for everybody. And they know it's not for everybody. You know, there are a lot of people out there who think it's pretentious and self-indulgent and all that stuff, but that's exactly what Ferrari want. They want that community. They want the diehard Ferrari fans. That's exactly what they want. They don't want anything else. So they know exactly who they're trying to attract and they know exactly who they want to repulse. Now, if you're someone listening to this and you're not a business owner, you can do the same thing with your own life. Who are the types of people that you want to attract? Make a list of those psychographics. So, you know, what do they like? What do they dislike? What do they drink? Do they exercise? Do they not exercise? What are their values? All of those types of things builds a psychographic or a profile of a group of people or a person. That psychographic you can then use to go and attract those types of people into your life. And also you can create a psychographic of the people that you want to repulse. So let's say you're wanting to be around a whole bunch of people that are very growth driven. This is exactly from the feedback that we've gotten from our business growth odyssey event. Probably half of the people there are trade-based businesses. We've got a fair few people as well who are in the healthcare industry as well. So we've got you know physios and speech pathologists and occupational therapists and all those types of people as well who have businesses in those fields. And one of the bits of feedback that we've got is for the trade-based businesses, they would, in order to network, they would go to the pub. And so they would go to the pub, they would drink, they'd eat a schnitty or they would eat you know a big bowl of fries and all that sort of stuff. And so they're eating all this food that doesn't help them to achieve their goals. That's where they would do a lot of their business networking, but it was also where they would learn a lot of business knowledge because they would talk to other business owners. But the problem was a lot of other business owners would complain about how shit staff were, how shit the industry is, how crap you know certain other companies are and all this sort of stuff. There was a toxic culture of complaining. And then a lot of them would also drink and eat crappy food. Whereas a lot of our community realized that that wasn't what they really wanted. So in our community, a lot of the tradies that come there who are business owners, they want to grow, they want to learn. They want to learn good quality information from not only people just in their industry, but outside of their industry. The problem is, is that when you go and learn from industry specific experts, you're only getting information about the industry. And so it's very, very hard to excel in an industry where you're only learning about the industry. If you've read the book, Good to Great by Jim Collins, in there he talks about Cirque du Soleil. There was already circus but what Cirque du Soleil did was they looked outside of the circus industry in order to see how they could create something completely different. And so they went out and found a whole bunch of other information that they could bring together in order to create something completely different. And they excelled and almost created a circus industry that almost went extinct apart from Cirque du Soleil or companies like that because people were prepared to spend more money and also they were way more entertained in that type of circus like Cirque du Soleil versus the normal circus with the tigers and the lions and the chimpanzee that's riding a little push bike around and, you know, clowns and all that sort of stuff because that was old and outdated. There are a lot of industry-specific experts out there and courses and stuff, but the problem is you're always stuck in that industry, so you keep doing what normally the industry does. And so it's very, very hard to stand out and create a market wedge when you're doing what everybody else does, which is what most businesses do. What we found was that if we could create an event 
where we put all different types of professionals in the room or business owners. They can talk, they can share different pieces of different things that are working in their industries and all that sort of stuff. So that then you can get different ideas and create a market wedge, which is unique to you and your business so that customers can tell that you're different. If you're looking for staff and recruiting, staff can tell that you're different. You've got a different vibe. You've got a different culture all because you're doing different things that the rest of the industry aren't doing. And so you create what is known as a market wedge. But yeah, if you always do what everybody's always done, you're always going to get what everybody's going to get. And the other thing was that a lot of the trade-based businesses were saying, well, we learn a lot of the stuff and get our networks and stuff through going to the pub. But at the same time, fitness and health is important to us. So a lot of them go to the gym or they go to yoga and stuff like that. And they look after themselves. These are fit and healthy guys and girls. And they come to our event. They don't want to go and eat a whole bunch of shit food in order just to create a good network or to learn stuff about business. And so even in our community, I mean, we all go out for dinner and we hang out and we go get coffees and, you know, there's definitely bottles of wine and some alcohol that, you know, is always around after the events and for dinners and stuff. But at the same time, you know, a lot of them aren't getting obliterated or just complaining about all their problems. It's a completely different culture. And so what we realized is that by creating that sort of culture, it attracted a certain type of personality, a certain type of business person that is health driven, that is health conscious, that is connection driven, that wants to hang out with other business owners and do it over food and coffee and all that sort of fun stuff that our community enjoy. But also they want to learn from other experts where I bring in people that are very high level people that most other people don't get access to. So I very rarely bring in professional speakers. I bring in people who have excelled in business in certain areas and then allow our community to ask them questions. A lot of the time we do stuff off the cuff so they don't come in and do these big PowerPoint presentations that are all prepared. We actually ask them questions and get them to tell us how they've built their business, how they've built their business model. We can question them, get feedback, and they also bring in extra resources and stuff for us as well. So my point is that you really need to know who you want to attract in your life and who you want to attract in your business and who you want to repulse in your life and who you want to repulse in your business. Because if you don't know both of those two things, then you're probably attracting the wrong tribe and you'll get mismatches where you have some people that you like hanging out with, but a bunch of people that you don't like hanging out with. If you've got a business, you'll have a bunch of customers that you like and a bunch of customers you don't like. And it just creates a lot of effort and energy and a lot of resource allocation. So anyway, I hope this helps Driven Mofos. If you haven't already jumped across to our social media platforms as well, please make sure you jump across and follow and like our Facebook page, Instagram, TikToks. It's Michael Mojo Double Zero on all social media platforms. Jump on there, check it out. I share different bits and pieces of content on there. Also, if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast, please do so on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it on. For all those who have rated and reviewed the podcast already, you absolutely rock. Thanks for being part of this community. I really do appreciate it. I really do love sharing this information and also connecting with a lot of you as well through our social media platforms. That's why it's awesome if you can make sure you follow and like it. Uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, because you can shoot me messages and I'm more than happy to answer questions. Or even if you want to know something, I can do a podcast about it as well. So I love being interactive with the community. So please make sure you join me, Michael Mojo Double Zero, on all social media platforms. Apart from Instagram, the zeros and O's are switched around because some asshole hacked my account. But you can find me anyway if you just type in Michael Mojo. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Take care. Keep kicking massive goals. And I look forward to you joining me back here once again for another episode. Mm-hmm.